Hey, this week on Test Plug, we have an interview with Acquired Taste. Count Tastus is talking to us a little bit about making toys, selling toys. Yeah, that's what he does. He, that's, that's the stuff he does, and that's why I'm interviewing him. <laughs> but we also get to talk about Star Wars for a while, too. So that's a bonus episode, or bonus to this episode, I should say. Been an interesting week for Test Plug. We went through a little bit of a COVID scare. We killed off a fish tank, and we got a new job. So it'll be interesting weeks to come. Next week, we got DKE Toys Dove. We're talking to the man, the myth, the legend, and uh, how he's going to sell toys in the future, too. Cool beans. Thanks for watching Test Plug. And uh, we'll start off with a, how the heck are you, sir? Good, good. I've uh, been good. Life's always weird, but uh, it's definitely, uh, I'm enjoying working on my stuff. That's nice. what I do the majority of the time. Yeah, you just had a new release. Well, it's been about a month now, but uh, how how is that going for you, the the the, the mutters? <laughs> uh, good, good. She, uh, she sold it out in about a week. I had uh, pre-sold a couple. I have one here where uh, she doesn't have her uh, she doesn't have her dress or oh. her uh, or her beehive. So you can nice. See her uh, her, her uh, Marge Simpson. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, her Marge Simpson beehive. Yep. Nice. So um, I've been following you for a bit. Um, I have one of your earlier pieces here, not your early S. I, was the Ugnot first? The yep the uh, the Ugnolumpa was the first thing I did, okay. or the first thing I released, I guess. And uh, yeah, that uh, we were just talking about that Emperor Cryogenius that you have yeah. there. The the addition of thirty that I did for DKE. Um, I thought it was going to go differently than it did. I thought I'd be able to just submerge the head in clear resin and mold it that way. But um, <laughs> the way it magnified it, I had to. Yeah. Uh, I had to change gears and uh, do something much more complicated. And so uh, I ended up staying up for like three or four days to get them done. <laughs> then I was. And then I. Uh, Tom was very good. Tom at Sidekick Labs and Matt too. Matt hurried up and did that beautiful artwork because the other artist that I'd made arrangements with uh, bailed on me. I, there may have been other factors involved too. I don't know, but like uh, it was, it was a. But the point of the story though is that uh, after getting kind of strung along by him, uh, Matt Talbot from, uh, you know, he has a website, uh, mattrobot.com. Oh, okay always done my artwork um he he came through with a design really fast that nice just beautiful and then tom did the cards in record time and then after staying up all that time uh i drove to vermont to pick up the cards because i it was it was so i cut it so close that i couldn't even have them overnight ship them to me oh wow <laughs> um and then i uh i grabbed my little brother to keep me awake and drove to new york and dropped them off to dove for the convention so that was a, it was a learning experience. I'll never cut it that close again, but I'm glad I, I did manage to get it done. So. Nice. Nice. Yeah. And then working with DKs, I have, hopefully I have an interview set up with him coming up. Uh, I'm actually supposed to call him this afternoon. Dove Kelmer. Yeah. 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 <laughs> 
Yep. So yeah, I met him like in the parking garage and handed him my box of figures. And <laughs> yeah, it sounds like he's gotten a few of those deals here or there. <laughs> yeah, I guess a couple. You know, it, it seems like a couple guys always show up the the second or third day of the convention with either something that's late or something that they're surprising with. Well, I mean, when 90% of everything is done by hand, you know, there's always factors in there, dry times and stuff like that, that you you'd love to plan for, but sometimes just doesn't quite uh, go as expected. Right. It's a, it, it really is a Murphy's law thing with this because uh, there are factors uh, unforeseen factors that always come into play. You always have to give yourself more lead time. And no matter how much it is, uh, when push comes to shove, it's really never enough. It's always going to be a challenge Yeah, to bang it out when you want it, by the time you want to get it out by. Yeah. Well, and then by then you're also, you know, it's reaching into the pocketbook pretty good. So you really need to get them out at that point. You know, yeah. it's. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. When I did the, the the Mudda figure uh i went to like a fedex store to print out the art before i adhered it to the boards and uh they whacked me with like an additional unseen 15 dollar fee for getting more than 50 dollars worth of work done same day oh same day crap yeah <laughs> yeah yeah but like i had no idea and i guess it was something that they had just introduced but like there's always stuff like that like so if you're you know with time and money yeah. uh yeah you always need some slop in there i guess well um let's i guess uh, get into a little bit of the nitty-gritty how did how did you get started with toys uh what was your growing up on toy stuff well uh as a kid um i played with star wars stuff so much and uh i did have a couple friends that i'd play with but it was never as much fun as playing by myself oddly enough and uh um I'm trying. Well, you're gonna have to edit out these horrible pauses, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I ended up. Uh, they ended up being an important part of my life when I didn't have a lot of friends. I guess, like, yeah. And um, so that was really like my relationship with it. Like, I got my first C3PO when I was like four. Like, I saw the first. I was born in '77, so I saw the first Star Wars movie when they re-released the it. Second, like, yeah, that was me too. Yeah. And uh, I was blown away by it, but I had questions. You know, like I <laughs> went to McDonald's after it was me and my babysitter, and I had to ask her a bunch about it. Um, but like I always loved the figures, and I always I made sure that my parents understood that my vintage collection wasn't going anywhere like that these were sort of holy and sacred things to me and they were all about it like so they've been in the attic uh nice for a long time um i don't have a lot of space in my apartment but every once in a while i go to my parents house and dig out more of my stuff um but so uh when i went to art school i was really determined to um, either be like a fine artist or somebody that worked in film doing puppets or uh, or makeup. Um, and there was a, in the course of study that I had, there was a required toy design course. And at the time I was just like, ah, all right, get this thing out of the way. Like it really, my, my thinking at the time was that I don't want to do toys of someone else's property. And that's really the only career that's available in this. Yeah. Um, 
and eventually I came to realize if you're a movie special effects guy, you're you're also working towards somebody else's vision, which is something I should have realized much sooner. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that was sort of why I was not that interested in the toy design class. Um, but when I like I joined um, at, at some point, I became really disgusted with politics and started unfollowing a lot of my longtime friends on Facebook and stuff. Uh, just because I was disgusted with both sides of all debates and yeah. the, the, the depths that were being uh, scooped to by everyone. So I said, instead of this politics stuff, I'm going to get into some Star Wars groups. Uh, good call. Where we can all just sort of enjoy this thing that we love together and it'll be like a good kumbaya time for all yeah. of us just with yeah. our, you know, our universal love of this great thing that we grew up with. Yeah. Like, Until you, you get to the... the um, the the new movie haters <laughs> well right right yeah yeah this was like just but before in general like in general the yeah. Force awakens that i was yeah. like i'm gonna forego real life for the galaxy and uh and that it only got uglier over time like since the uh you know i think yeah. people were apprehensive when disney bought it yeah and wanted to see what would happen and then uh force awakens was immediately divisive and then it only got worse from there yeah um, yeah, I, I, am not. I, uh, I'll, we'll hold off a little bit of that talk. We'll, we'll, we'll. Sure, we'll get sure. Back yeah, to we'll this. get back into. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, one of these Star Wars groups that I joined was a group called uh, Star Wars Resins uh, Customs and Bootlegs. I think it's called. Oh, okay. and, uh, the main administrator creator of the group is uh, a guy from Hawaii named Estria, an, an artist that does a lot of beautiful mural work, and he has prints on oh, his website. Nice stuff um so i joined this group just as sort of uh an observer somebody that looked forward to seeing the pictures right in the process and after a while i started to look forward to it more than anything else in my feed and um it was really when i saw scott cherry's uh see through r2d2 that um exactly. <laughs> yeah yeah you've got that one too, right yeah um when i saw that and uh when i had sort of a weird trip just trying to mentally process it like is this a shape-shifting creature that's pretending to be uh, a robot or is this uh you know is this a alien that's coincidentally shaped like an r2 unit that's wearing a costume yeah. or like trying to like trying to make it make sense and then uh you know it not having to make sense uh all the different possibilities uh it was a really fun uh moment or it was a it was a long moment you know i spent yeah. a lot of time looking at those pictures and thinking about it and i would think about it throughout my day and uh so at that point and uh i was like oh man it'd be great if i if i could make stuff that made someone else feel that way yeah and, it's that it's that weird like catch of nostalgia but also like creativity like thrown in you know down your throat basically that really kind of grabs in with your stuff too it's you know it's obviously it's you know in the star wars world but it's not you know anything you've seen on the screen by any means <laughs> right yeah yeah like i'm trying that's i'm trying to kind of tr do the same thing where i try to have the viewer imagine how it would fit in or, right. or what it means like there's a couple i hope there's a couple different directions people can go with it when they look at it yeah yeah for sure 
um were you so, did you ahead. do a lot of drawing art too then as a kid or yeah that's what i grew up doing mostly and then i'd say in high school i realized that I was a lot more comfortable and enthusiastic about um sculpture oh and, nice you know because like drawing to me feels more like math you know you're trying okay. to translate real life into two yeah. dimensions whereas with sculpture um you can see all the way around it you can I don't know. It just, it, it makes more sense to me. I think I'm, nice. I think my brain's too primitive for, uh, <laughs> for drawing or painting. I, I can, I can't do it. It's just not fun. Yeah. I plan on doing some of my own art for this stuff uh, soon, but I'm not sure which project I'll be doing it for. I've got a couple ideas uh, that I'm going to be doing like the, probably my next, after this clutter show where I have something I'm also excited about my next couple ideas uh, some people might find upsetting and I'm a little worried about a couple of my long-term fans yeah. that might misinterpret what I'm trying to say. Right. Right. But like at the same time, you don't want to address it. Uh, it diminish somebody's ability to take what they want away from it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm wondering if I should involve Matt in such rotten things or if I should just uh, bag it out myself. You know. <laughs> understood. Understood. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I was kind of going through that last night as I was looking through some other people that I follow. Um, as far as like, do I want to invite people into seeing some of their other artwork and stuff like that? Because, you know, although I get it and understand where it's coming from, it's not always interpreted by the whole rest of the world the same way kind of stuff. <laughs> right, yeah, especially this kind of, this sort of figure art. Yeah it sort of requires a little bit of initiation, like a little bit of knowledge before you look at it. I think. Right. Right. Which is, it's neat that we're speaking our own language, but at the same time, it's one of the reasons I think it doesn't get taken seriously sometimes. Or... Yeah. It's kind of a weird, like, Oh, you guys play with toys. Well, right. no, I mean, yes, but no. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, well, that was one of the things that attracted me to it too was like i was like i have an excuse to handle these things again yeah. now you know like the, yeah. these things that brought me comfort as a kid so and it's i think it's i mean obviously it's on a little different level i mean you can get like majorly into like the art toys and all that stuff where you're mm -hmm. you know spending 200 dollars a piece but a lot of the stuff that you know if if you hit the 50 60 mark that's you know on the higher end of as far as for a lot of the stuff that i'm collecting at least i don't <laughs> yeah yeah yep it's uh with the vinyl stuff it's hard too because a lot of it ends up getting sticky over time or if you yeah. live in a warmer climate it starts to lean over and yeah fall on your floor i mean what a nightmare <sighs> like resin's more appealing to me i think just because that you know i grew up with the kenner star wars toys so it's right. close to me than some uh some squishy rubbery thing yeah yeah um although i think um some of the old stuff too like i was i actually was bidding on i th think i turned it down but it was a uh, remember that series Christar, where everybody was where they're all like see-through characters yeah which guy were you going for well actually i was bidding on the dragon oh yeah okay all right the and the guy ride. was saying that the problem is, is that the old, the old resin um, wasn't stable. And so like the wings, like, like almost well, like, yeah, like 
melt in your hand Hasbro stuff like yeah. you know chris Star's not hasbro but like a lot of old gi joe stuff is very brittle too like yeah i watch a lot of reviews of vintage stuff where they're like don't try to put the gun in this guy's hand or for god's yeah. sakes don't don't stick the peg up this guy's foot or his heels gonna shatter on you right right um that's one thing kenner got right or yet another thing kenner got right I yeah think. they i mean well that and like building the collecting world basically yeah. but <laughs> um so let's see where we're gonna go with this um so now you've produced what f- five different characters yep. in this realm yep six and uh there's uh there's one that i'm gonna sort of a sort of a variant that i'm coming out with in a yeah. limited run for the clutter in the acquired taste lo- lo- like star wars logo or yep still, okay. still going with that and then um and then a little later this year there's one i sort of when i started doing this i was like at some point i should do a figure that has no star wars parts at all even yeah. if it's um, <laughs> even if it refers to the star wars universe so i'm sort of going outside of the galaxy for one of my toys this year and uh it's impractical it's probably going to be expensive and i don't know who is going to buy i'm not you know i hope i don't lose anybody with this thing but it's a thing that i feel like i have to do i'm sure there's there's a market for everything it's i don't think yeah let's hope so and like i said a lot of people (laughs) you know have one half their stuff is one direction and then they're, they're, they have a whole nother other direction and you just kind of I think i lose some people concentrating as hard as i do on star wars so it's sort of a it's a sort of a double-edged sword yeah you know, no i think you're right i think you're right there's a lot of kind of um if only you did he-man <laughs> right exactly yeah yeah they're like this guy's funny but i wish he did he-man or i wish he did gi joe or yeah you know people that are sick of star wars have you seen the guy that's been doing the the porcelain um like yeah. he-man and boba fett's and stuff like that yeah that stuff is beautiful it is it's gorgeous yeah. i i i mean i i've done some pottery stuff but i mean the 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 turning a plate is a whole different than silt forming and worrying about shrinking and yeah. <laughs> and porcelain requires like such high temperatures to fire yeah yeah that's a yeah god bless that guy man that's a headache <laughs> i wouldn't want <laughs> well I actually the other guys go i'm like yeah he's doing it better you than me you yeah. know <laughs> i asked him what an interview he's like dude right now i have no time to even sleep because he's i mean people they're they're selling as soon as he makes them yeah you know that... but it is quite a process making them <laughs> yeah yep well hopefully he's able to name his price and you know make yeah, it work. i think he's doing okay i think he's yeah, doing good, okay good. and i guess from what i read on him his family did porcelain work before that and that's where he like learned all of it so it's kind of a take the take the heritage and turn it into something else kind of ordeal so nice i wonder did he say what his family thinks of his uh current endeavors i I didn't get into it was just internet chat or um instagram chat you know it wasn't okay all right (laughs) too much more than that but let's reenact his entire interview on here no (laughs) (laughs) yeah this has been an interesting like you know getting to know some of these people and you know it's there's people who are too shy to do interviews and so i would love to this is a pretty you know i'm not a 
stickler on the rules really on this at all. It'd be nice to get some of those people too, to just to hear some of their interesting thoughts and ideas, but I totally get it too. I mean, I, <laughs> yeah, I kind of feel like I'm, I do plan on making a figure of myself at some point, but it'll probably be like almost like a mail away thing. Like take a picture of yourself with five of my figures and you'll get this thing for free. Nice. Cause I don't know, you know, I don't know that there's necessarily a market for people buying a figure of count Tastus, but, um, <sighs> You know, I think that people would, you know, they wouldn't throw it in the trash if it showed up at their house for right, free. Right. You know, so, well, especially if they've already bought five of your figures, they're they're probably uh, right into your stuff enough. <laughs> right, right. That's that's my thought. So, what has been the highest uh, run of figures you've made as far as pieces? I think the um, well, actually, you know, funny enough, it was the first one I did like. I had this idea that I was going to do 36 of those Olympus for 36 bucks a piece. Oh, okay. <laughs> something that just seemed kind of clean and simple yeah. about that. Um, so I did those. And then like, since then um, I've done a bunch of art, like magnet articulated ones, probably a couple dozen of those, but those aren't really numbered or, you know, they just kind of show up wrapped in tissue paper or something. They're for collectors that like their stuff loose. Um, so I've probably done, you know, I've probably done the most of the, uh, the, the Ognolumpa and the, uh, Emperor Cryogenius, which, you know, sadly my first two things, I guess, but. <laughs> well, no, you, you <laughs> really built a niche and then, then people are just wanting more. <laughs> right. Right. Yep. Makes sense. Yeah, I get it. Um, the, the blisters on those, did you form those yourself then, or did you have those, the first couple there um, were just commercially available, okay. like new old stock Star Wars uh, blisters. But uh, for most of them, I've gone to Psychic Labs in Vermont and vacuformed them. Oh, okay. So, uh, so that's its own that's its own process. But it, like, the beautiful thing about it is that it's allowed me to do things other than the like, you know, two arms, two legs, and a head, right. like typical five POA shape. Right figure you know nothing there's anything wrong with that but it doesn't and i'm gonna have some eventually like the the figure of myself and right. uh, a couple other things you I don't have. have extra arms <laughs> yeah not me, not me i'm sure i'll have another one that does at some point um but like it's hard to do anything creative or that's outside of that sort of template and find yeah. anything to fit it yeah. And um, well, for the longest time, it was a challenge for some guys, I think, is is like doing creative things within that space. Yeah. But that's a uh, uh, that's a challenge I haven't bellied up to yet, I guess, really. Yeah. I've, I've chickened out and, and resorted to, uh, you know, bothering poor Tom to help me make my, my blisters in Vermont. Well, I'm, I'm sure he likes the business. But I mean, for the longest time, it was like you could get the Star Wars blister, or you could get the He-Man blister. And, you know, people didn't right. have all that stuff at home which it's i've been looking into it actually and it's not the hardest thing to make your own blocks and vacuum form it's just it's like oh, anything right. it's just you time consuming it. you know and, and like I've been looking at the, it would be nice to not have to bother tom because he's he's busy with uh you know with customers that pay him a lot of money you know <laughs> so it'd be nice not to have to bother him uh so i've been looking into building my own thing but yeah. it's gonna you know require me to develop some skills that i don't have in order to build this thing yeah. like i'm you know 
I've never had to solder anything, you know, even though I was a pipe fitter for a while, it was a different, you know, it was all right. Fitted or yeah. Or coupling. So, um, yeah. And the whole electronics thing, I mean, I grew up around that stuff, but even like low voltage, small wiring, I, I haven't done that much of it. I mean, I tried I, with my motorcycle, I tried to do a custom PCB board and yeah. I built, I mean, I had the board shipped, but then I didn't, realize what size wire was right for it and stuff so it's way too small to like do all the <laughs> for me to do the soldering at least <laughs> yeah yep so i don't know so it's tough to know sometimes it's like do i you know what money i have left from the muda project like how should i invest that should it be in building a vacuum forming machine yeah. or should it be in uh there's one long-term project. Like, there's something I've had in mind for years now that I've. Uh, it probably won't even come out this year, but it's going to require me to have something manufactured by someone else. And it's like, should oh, I go gotcha. ahead and have those things made before, you know, like this year, just to have them and get that right. part away. So I don't know. It's it's funny. It's a, at first it starts out as a therapeutic fun thing to do, and then it just gives you more stuff to think about and stress out about. I, I totally understand. I, I have <laughs> s several projects uh, here on my desk that I'm looking at that I'm trying to figure out. You know, what's the next stage to finish this, and what am I going to do with it once it is finished? Right. Right. Yeah. There's always that question, like is it, you know, is it even important to sell this or, you know, should I be yeah. concentrating on things that are, you know, that I'm planning on selling? So. And then there's, you know, like, oh, I don't know, a global pandemic, which your whole changes your whole. Uh... <laughs> yeah. I was like, should I even be, uh, you know, taking people's money for toys when clearly they need toilet paper? Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I would say in the last in the last of months my collecting has definitely diminished quite a bit which is probably a good thing because it's easy to waste money on stuff too <laughs> yeah yeah i've been doing that too much lately well let's see so you, we know we got some stuff coming out in the future um you're the mudas all am i saying that right yep yep okay. mudda. Um, that's all sold out is there any plans on re making some more of those because it's sold out so fast or probably probably in a couple of years or something i'll do okay. a small one like i did for like i did like five actually well i've done there's a there's been a couple small editions of uh carded cryogeniuses since the initial yeah. one so i'm hoping you know in a couple of years the other the other funny thing is too every time i do one of these figures while i'm working on it like i imagine an immersive world for it and what other characters that interact with and stuff and so i'm all prepared to like create this world and i put it on sale and you know once it's sold out it's like well now i really should concentrate my efforts on the next thing yeah um so it would be neat to do another edition of her in the future to give me a chance to do some of these other things that i imagined you know when I was uh, interviewing Scott Cherry, I was bugging him a little bit about getting a see-through a see-through PO um, oh, yeah. made because, I mean, I was watching him st his stuff when he made them, but they they started just skyrocketing in price. Where you know he had he was yeah. doing um, biddings on them and like, yeah, I can't do one hundred and eighty dollars. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. His some of his Instagram auctions were crazy. Like before yeah. they changed the rules of Instagram. Uh, really down on Scott Cherry and OnlyFans girls these days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's well, 
their algorithm is so like I don't know, it's frustrating to say the least, you know, because you just get nonstop ads now. It's well, it's turning into Facebook too, is really what it's turning into. Yeah. It was <laughs> and, funny because like at first, uh Instagram was this sort of sanctuary where like, yeah. mostly about uh art and pictures. Yeah, and, and the things uh, you were into, and you could just focus on those things. <laughs> right. And uh and then I think like the first or second time I saw like an all text meme about somebody's political opinions, I was just like, Oh my God, here they yeah. come. It's over. It's over. It's already over. Yeah. So. I, uh, with starting up this podcast, I have I've, a couple different times of like promoted posts and I get like 400 likes from people that would never look at my stuff. Yeah. Yeah. There are followers that are, only following you because you followed them back and then there's such there's so much weirdness with instagram like at first i was sort of like it seemed so idyllic it, it just like a world of opportunity and beauty right. but of course that's going to get ruined by by money and yeah <laughs> every other rotten thing over time <laughs> i guess when facebook bottom we should have known yeah it, it it definitely uh changed some things at that point yeah um have you looked into other like yeah you got any conventions or anything coming up or is there any shows um i haven't really uh well i am going to be doing the uh the clutter uh gallery in action figures nine i think it is okay uh, and that's supposed to be around mid-march like i think the uh i should have this in front of me but i think it's the 12th and 13th of march is the opening of the show but uh, things being as they are, I don't know if they have plans for a real in-person opening or not. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I will be having, you know, I do have a, a small edition of figures that I'm working on for that show. Okay. And uh, other than that, I think I'm going to be doing uh, my uh, my two releases this year that are probably going to cause everybody to one follow me. And then uh, <laughs> the back to Star Wars next year, I think. I don't know. <laughs> Well, I, I mean, you know, they're both Star Wars to an extent. It's hard to explain without giving it away, and I don't want to. Yeah, rather... no, no, no. I don't want to push you to, yeah, to yeah. pre pre uh, pre go there. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but it is cool that you do have you know some stuff coming up. That's that, that's always exciting to hear that people aren't just. Uh, um, nope, that was my last figure. I'm never doing it again. You know, oh, I know it's a bummer when somebody really great. Uh, basically stops doing it and I understand where they're coming from. because like when I started doing this I you know I think everybody has different expectations when they get into it um, you know and I, I you know I could have t-shirts and stickers and all that kind of stuff by now but I just haven't bothered yeah it's and, it, and it's one of those know, things like you kind of have to just do it for doing it because you're not making a ton of money off of stickers and t-shirts oh, yeah that, <laughs> if anything yeah, yeah. I guess there's uh, there's some benefit to having like something like in the twenty dollar range is like an impulse yeah. buy for people, but yeah, you know the cheapest thing I've ever done was thirty six bucks. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, like I said, you haven't hit that art toy price range. Not that your stuff isn't beautiful and deserves credit, but it that that next tier of like, oh, okay, this is you know, Safubi money, you know. <laughs> even like you know like the the best and most famous guys i can think of for like a three and three quarter figure i don't 
unless it's like a one-off type of deal like yeah. i don't really see stuff exceed like say a hundred hundred ten dollars to walk usually it'll be if it's like a custom like they've done the custom artwork for the the backboard or something like that you'll see some of those oh, sure. where it's an original piece of art or something right yeah but yeah it's 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 rarely up that high <laughs> yeah you have to go bigger you have to go to a bigger scale yeah uh, i think to charge more than say i don't know i think the traditional cap is like 80 bucks yeah you know it's but you know for uh yeah or like a three per a three piece set kind of thing where it's like a, you're getting a couple different figures oh, yeah, yeah um, i have uh i have one of dead greedy's uh beastie droids uh that's yeah. on the wall in my living that's room stuff. that's a really beautiful piece very stuff. uh very inspiring uh, yeah i'm glad he's back and making figures again <laughs> yeah yeah me too it was so sad when he deleted his instagram i was like what are you doing just yeah. put it on pause like i was yeah. writing him begging him not to do it but i'm glad he's back that's what's yeah. important he's back yeah and that's that micronaut set he just dropped is pretty sweet oh beautiful so beautiful <laughs> yeah um I, is he actually is it actually sellable yet or is i haven't to, I think he had sold them. I think he had had an edition of those in the past, but he's okay. bringing them in. Like it seems like every once yeah. in, like, periodically he'll he'll crank out one of the hits. Yeah. Uh, when when he has demand for it. Yeah. Yeah, he's uh, I, I, like probably much like you have. He's a real I've, sweet fella too. He's one of the like yeah one of the first people that like reached out and was supportive when I started doing this nice. stuff. Nice. Yeah. yeah, I would say this community is always is so far since i've been involved with it has been super cool as far as replying to things or you know if you have any questions you know how to do things a couple different times i've gone to both scott cherry and then also magoob with just like how do i mold this how do i you know like set this thing up <laughs> yep did you um start with resin or did you um do any like i'm following a guy who does wax casting like the traditional you know, tenor that's one of my ambitions for the year too is to uh is to get into wax sculpting because yeah. there's some stuff that i want to do that's too detailed to do um like what i've been doing up to now is basically either carving the original figure and doing a little bit of sculpting on it or uh doing a resin cast of the figure and carving and sculpting on that which okay. is so much easier like working yeah. on the original plastic that's what i did for a couple of my projects and uh i have a couple of things that are unfinished because that's how i started and i got so pissed off that i abandoned it yeah the the rubbery um is for is um nice because the figures still exist but not the greatest thing to work on as far as for carving and making right. it's a blessing <laughs> and a curse that you have to work so slowly like yeah. you have to whittle it so slowly and then it takes forever to sand so it's tough to go too far too fast yeah but even i don't want to work that slow i work pretty <laughs> slow but that's too much like it, it it really worked for the first figure i did and i thought that, that was how i was going to be working from from there on in but even though it's a pain to uh to mold an original figure to get a uh, a resin cast to work from right it's way less trouble than having one figure that you're yeah. struggling to whittle and sand and uh and then if you mess that one up then you're toast if you have the yeah. thing molded and you messed it up you can uh you know you can start again mold another one right <laughs> right yeah yep 
or mold an extra arm because you need a second arm for a lightsaber. That too. Like, who cares? There's a bubble in his chin. All I need is this, you know? Exactly. So, yeah. Um, did you, I mean, did you ever think about going down the whole, I'll, I'll just, you know, make blue Chewbacca's and sell those or I'll just make... You know, I thought maybe I thought at first, like maybe I'll have a beeline where I do like the simpler stuff that like yeah. is pretty that people are into that doesn't have too much thought or effort behind it. Well, it's funny when I started when I first started looking at this stuff um, and getting excited about it. I told my wife, like, "Oh, it's great! You just you just switch parts, and it doesn't even have to mean anything. It can just be something fun that looks cool." And uh, she's kind of listening to me with her, with her head in her hand. And she was like, I'm, I'm really glad you're excited. And, you know, I hope you do it. But the thing is, like, I, you need to realize that you're going to F this up. And I was like, what do you mean? And she goes, what you're talking about? Like, doing things quickly for fun. And she was like, that's not who you are. That's not who you've ever been. And, <laughs> and uh, taking apart action figures isn't going to change that. And sure enough. Uh, she was right. Like I end up overcomplicating things like shrinking parts of other toys or, or growing yeah. things or uh... what well, the other funny thing about this kind of art is there's a little game to uh, how much of the original figure you leave. Yeah. You know, like it depends on what you're trying to say or what's important to you for right. each thing. The formula is a little different depending on the project. Like one thing might require more original sculpting and still be recognizable whereas another thing is going to depend more on you know the parts themselves yeah yeah totally makes sense or maybe or, the, or maybe the you know maybe the joke is based around something about the way the, the original figure looks or you know that kind of thing so yeah i, I didn't um i i uh i missed out on the uh, what was the girl with the tauntaun body the um oh yeah the the butcher that the i did butcher the, yeah but yeah. that doesn't you, you didn't put a, a collapsible seat in the in the back of her or anything did you <laughs> <laughs> no, I had to. Uh, I had to uh, pretty much putty over one actually before I shrank her. Did you? I mean, is that a solid resin piece? Is that? Yeah, like the the torso of her from like her neck to the um to, from her neck to the stub of her tail here. I decided to make the tail articulated. Another right. huge mistake. Another like, why did I do that? <laughs> <laughs> I thought it would add like a different. Uh, I thought it would add some options to how to pose her and oh stuff. right right the angle of the tail and and made it so you could turn it uh i wish i had just left it alone <laughs> as it turns out like the, the tauntaun was sculpted by the uh the father of uh green plastic tunnels i don't know if you follow him yeah yeah his stuff is gorgeous <laughs> yeah man. yeah really uh a really neat take on all this stuff and i yeah. love that like he's the son of one of the creators like have yeah, you seen cool. uh, they've been advertising that book about building an empire have you yeah. seen that yeah yeah that's on my must-have list i'll be buying that soon yeah it's um it's it's nice because i mean you have the the kid robots you have the you know the couple different art tour art toy stores and stuff like that but there is now you know especially with um decon and stuff like that there's a little bit more of the I mean, you have the the expensive art toys. You have the you know the stuff that there's st stuff even in Walmart. You know, you can get a money or money, uh, you know, in Walmart and stuff like that. But but it's it's bringing more attention to the rest of our world. I think a little bit too, which is kind of cool. Right. Yeah. It's sort of like how like 
the crappiest pop punk might bring a kid to better punk rock yeah like it's, exactly it's, yeah. <laughs> exactly <laughs> <laughs> whatever blink 182 182 for life man <laughs> <laughs> hey that's fun too it's fun too <laughs> I was I I grew up uh, in East. I like, West. You know, hey, I, I shouldn't uh, I shouldn't speak of generalities like that. I like a lot of pop punk. I love the queers. I, I love a lot of different yeah, stuff. Yeah. No, I I was a mostly East Coast punk uh, yeah. kid growing up. So, um, which I'm sure New Hampshire area is what you. Yeah, there's a, yeah, like the queers are from here, and yeah, uh, there's like a New England oi tradition too. And... Oh yeah. <laughs> uh it's yeah and and i love uh rockabilly and surf i feel i feel lucky to have been alive while it was I a good was. time it was a good era <laughs> yeah, right right um a lot less uh voice over aerophone or what do they call that thing the vibrating phone thing the <laughs> oh the uh yeah auto-tune yeah auto-tune there's a lot oh, less yeah. of that in that era <laughs> right yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Although I'm sure Jello Biafra would have used it if you know if he wanted to. <laughs> could have found a creative use for it. I was. It's funny. Like uh, I was just talking to somebody recently about how. Uh, well, I shouldn't be smiling and laughing while I talk about this, but didn't one of the guys from Millie Vanilli kill himself? Uh, yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> if he just waited a couple of years, nobody would have given a shit. They would have given him his own reality show. Right. Would have transitioned into film. Who knows? You know. Yeah. This is uh, what's considered a scandal today is always going to loosen up tomorrow. Right. Well, and you know, then you have like stuff like K-pop and stuff like that, where it's all lip sync, lip syncing because they have forty-minute dance routines that they're perfecting. You know. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. 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 The the actual singing talent is not the most important part of what right. they do. Yep. Well, uh, we'll we'll now uh, transition a little bit to the important stuff. At this point, we've 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 uh, geeked on about figures long enough here. Um, we'll talk about a little bit of Star Wars. Yes, please. <laughs> All right, good, good, good. I don't get to do often enough in real life. So, are you are you pro or anti new movies? Um, I went from being pro new movies to being neutral new movies. Okay. Like I. Uh, some of the stuff that bothers uh i don't want it's tough to know who i'm gonna upset by saying what the the complaints about ray's natural talent don't resonate with me no uh, the uh the complaints about diversity in the new movie movies do not resonate with me that like so like a lot of the people those are the first things that people started right. really uh crapping on right exactly came out they're like what is this and that was ridiculous and then uh when i saw you know so the first movie i was really into it and then yeah. when i saw the last jedi at first i felt uh challenged by it like i went with a big group of people and a yeah, lot of my yeah. friends were like yeah that was awesome and i'm like it was something you know yeah. and it took me a while to unlike most people i ended up deciding that i really liked it um i love I mean, it's one of those Oak. things it's like it's flawed obviously i mean leia flying sure. through space they all are though you, they all but are. that's the thing exactly yeah, i care like in the yeah. first like there are moments where you go like, yeah. from like even the, the very first movie you know yeah. so uh th there's always something that that could have been better that you yeah. change so i i do understand why people don't dig it but for me i i really did dig it yeah. uh 
like I love broken, depressed Luke. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's like, you know, I liked Rose until they left the ship. I like, like, I like Rose when she stunned Finn right. and right. had the weird crush and admiration for Finn. Yeah. And it wasn't until like, well, uh, that, that whole uh, casino the, scene was a little, <laughs> the, the whole what? The whole casino scene was a little, you know, <laughs> yeah, questionable. Yeah, it could have been. I don't mind seeing a different kind of Star Wars environment, but there was some stuff that was too goofy, like uh, putting the coins in BB-8 and then having him somehow mechanically able to fire them out again. Yeah, like I know it's a kids movie, but like that's the stuff that kind of bothered me was the the physically impractical stuff. Yeah, well, it's the it's the like flying through space. Like if it had been handled differently, like if she had been fully conscious, right connecting herself in space right i would have i would have been absolutely golden with it as it is it is you know it's out there that's part of the movie and i right it's fine I, right it, that's not the thing that upsets me the worst about it <laughs> but overall i like it and then the last movie um my wife and i saw it in the theater twice and uh drank strong beer both times and really enjoyed it mm-hmm. and when i got it home on blu-ray like I knew the problem with the Rise of Skywalker was that it was another treasure hunt movie. It's you're yeah. looking for a thing, for a map, for a guy, for a right. you know, it's it's a a relic to get you to the next relic to you know, yeah, give the character something to do. The trouble is, like I have a my favorite thing about Star Wars altogether is the concept art. Well, the fan art and the concept art are the two mm-hmm. things I like best. And in the introduction to the uh concept art book for the force awakens jj abrams is talking about uh when they were coming up with ideas of what the trilogy should be about mm-hmm. and so they he by his own admission they kind of spitballed about this stuff they wrote some things down and then they took a long break and kind of procrastinated until the point where it was like we got to do something what's it going to be okay they're looking for luke skywalker yeah and that's how that decision was made yeah was uh by people well, that it seems were either afraid to do anything interesting or unable to do anything interesting. And then you have the problem where, you know, like Ryan Johnson got, you know, death threats over, you know, stuff. So it's like, make something different. Oh, don't you dare make something different from what I think it should be. <laughs> well, right. right. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. And I, to, to an extent, like I see people are irritated with him because he made the thing intentionally knowing that it was going to upset about half the audience by his own admission yeah you know he said my ultimate goal in making this movie is half the people walking out happy and half of them walking out bewildered and angry that's a success and uh i think he ended up with more angry bewildered people than he expected well at least a louder percentage (laughs) oh yeah 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 because i mean realistically the kids still liked it most of you know most of the people that i know that aren't star wars fanatics liked it it was a fun movie you right. know the whole yeah, like kids, them casual on, fans, which is what it's mostly made for right exactly yeah and you know him turning on snoke they all thought that was a you know a cool concept and you know all those things yeah i'm gonna keep that on because my haircut is atrocious <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, no, I I, uh, I I liked, and the funny thing is too is like so many people gave Lucas crap about the prequels that 
mm-hmm. you know, they basically shot themselves in the foot because they were afraid to do anything, you know, new. Right. Yeah, yeah. The first one was spent just getting people comfortable that it was going to feel like Star Wars again. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and then uh, and then they found a guy for the second movie whose goal it was to, to make half the people uncomfortable. <laughs> um, and then an angry J.J. Abrams was left to clean up the mess afterwards. And like, do you remember? Like, they were talking about they were still re-editing that movie, like almost the day before it was released yeah. in theaters like it seemed like they were still trying to figure it out like on the tuesday or wednesday before you know the thursday yeah. premiere or whenever i saw it it's funny how much stuff is just coming out about the original trilogy now you it makes you wonder how long it'll be before you start getting some of those stories from these movies oh yeah you know, it's already yeah. started those yeah. the stars of the film are not happy i yeah. mean uh Oscar Isaacson is never happy about anything. Like I've, every movie he's in, from you know the the X Men thing, the Dune, like yeah. he's always uh, either destroying a co star or he's like <laughs> whenever he finishes a project, he is the angriest guy. Which is funny because he's so charming on screen, you know. And uh, uh, join John Boyega also. Uh, saying a lot of rotten things about working for Disney and yeah. being a part of the Star Wars. Uh, well, universe. even, I mean, Natalie Portman's never been a Star Wars fan for any by any means after her movie, right. after those movies. Yeah. She's now come around a, a bit on some of that stuff, you know, like admitting that there was some, you know, valor to some of it, but it's like, I was really surprised that she was doing anything more with the Marvel movies even. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I, I'm like, what should I say about the Marvel movies? Nothing. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, she she likes to do small artsy movies and direct sometimes, and then right. you know, I'm sure that she needs to do large films to uh, direct money into worthy causes or buy a right. bigger house or whatever the priority yeah. is that week. So. But yeah, she that was. I feel bad for some of the actors in the prequels because they were really like wooden performances. But yeah. a lot of the fault probably lies with the, the the great architect as a director. Yeah. So. Yeah, Lucas. Uh, well, it's obvious even with the with the original trilogy how much different um, the three movies are in directing. You know where he where he had a bigger hand in it, and then where he didn't have as big a hand in it. You know, right. Empire is a lot of people's favorite movie, and realistically, I mean, although it's one, it might have been the most miserable one to film, right? Yeah, it was like Carrie Fisher was at the height of her drug problem, and mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah, it's funny that out of the a lot of those uh, the movies that made us have you have you watched oh, that yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the craziness that went on with home alone like who knew that was such a tumultuous production like yeah yeah the it's it's surprising that they get i mean any movies produced i mean as far as between the the big corporate you know heads telling you that this has to be the big blockbuster and you better make it the big blockbuster and do my idea because i've made a movie before as opposed to you know giving the artist you know that's the one thing i would say for the marvel movies is it seems like they've let 
the comic creators be a little bit more part of it. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yep, that's true. I've enjoyed some of them. Yeah. You know. I, yeah, I'm just, not I'm not a 100% fanboy on them. There there's been some good ones and some eh ones. <laughs> yeah. Yep. They're still not DC movies. Oof. <laughs> oh yeah, right. Way worse. Sad. Yeah. It's funny cuz like I remember like growing up in comic scene magazine used to have uh the whole back page would be movies that were supposed to be coming out and what right. year they were supposed to be coming oh, yeah. out. Like, and, Nick, like Nicolas Cage Superman. <laughs> What's that? Like Nicolas Cage Superman? Yeah, Nicolas Cage Superman. Like the um I only saw the review of it. I've never seen the whole movie, but did you ever see the Captain America movie where he kept on like stealing people's cars by pretending he was gonna throw up and then stealing their car? Does that sound familiar? Did you ever watch that 90s? Um I've seen movie? little clips of it. Um I did see <laughs> I, I did see the Fantastic Four movie all the way through. The Roger Corman one? Yeah. Yeah, that's the best one. That's the, that's as well as you're going to do. <laughs> the sad thing is there was some graphic part of it that actually was pretty decent, you know, for its time. Yeah, yeah. You know, it just... I love the kind of retro B-movie feel of it, like yeah. Reed Richards' arms coming in, yeah. you know, he's off screen and all that kind of crap. Yeah, I just, yeah I it was it. definitely, you know, it was, it was kind of... Uh, um, batman you know the original batman tv show-esque kind of right. feel to it <laughs> what i wish they had done with the marvel universe uh which you know it's too late now and they would never do it anyway was i, I wish that they had done fantastic four and x-men and stuff like as period movies like from the early 60s can you imagine oh, how yeah. awesome that would have been like all the cool cars and cool clothes and, right they did a little know. bit of that with captain marvel but that still wasn't far enough back yeah yep yep then so, you also that's how i would have done because this those the, these stories the origin stories and what made them hot were more relevant at those times yeah. so they fit the best in those times and it would yeah. look i don't know that's that's just me though like you know a kid today doesn't want to go see some movie about the six superheroes in it i'm sure so that's why there's always going to be somebody more successful than me no matter what i do is that sort of a that sort of artistic taste yeah there's definitely a little bit of uh relevancy in uh modern world that uh i don't care to have necessarily right right it's an ugly world i, I don't know i'm yeah. you know this is some child's uh you know this is the period that some kid in the future is going to look back to fondly but those of us that know better yeah exactly <laughs> exactly well man this has been cool this is this has been a lot of fun um good uh so we have <clears throat> we have a show coming up in april yeah like mid-march like mid -March? the second week of march and okay at the clutter gallery in beacon new york okay and then uh, after obviously that, we don't know what condition the world's going to be at that point so it might be online it might be a live show <laughs> who knows right yeah yeah i mean those poor folks like uh uh, Miranda and her family that run the gallery already uh, had it and I think they got it from a gallery opening so that's you know yeah. <laughs> so they're well aware of the risks yeah. and uh, you know Ron English got it and he said yeah. that he's, his lungs are badly enough damaged that he may never spray paint again and stuff mm. yeah so. no it's 
it's not fake news <laughs> no no and uh i'll say this too i i've noticed that it's the uh it's the people that would really benefit from wearing a mask that seem to go without them yeah Have you noticed that it's always the most repulsive mutants going around breathing on everybody yeah so yeah no it's it's definitely uh um, really uh shines a light on people's selfishness and stuff I, yeah but oh, well. i mean hopefully we're on the the back side of it and things are going the right direction at this point so we'll see what i'm wondering is as people get immunized and feel they don't have to wear a mask anymore they're well, going to pretended they were immunized they yeah. don't want to wear a mask anymore and it's but there's already more, there's already uh, resistant strains in the United States. So uh, we're not out of the woods with the current round of the vaccinations anyway. So. And then there's the us turning into mutants and stuff like that from a vaccine that's gone wrong. And, you know, oh, then sure. we'll look a lot like, you know, that's prequels to, you know, future toy design because we'll all have <laughs> tails and extra arms. <laughs> People will love those. Uh, those typical uh four inch uh you know two arms two legs and a head because yeah. humanity used to look like that was when i was a kid this is what my you know this was what my father looked like before he died of huge tumors before guadoism was a normal thing <laughs> right. nice all right man well, well nice a lot of things here. i'm probably going to regret and i want to thank you for that opportunity <laughs> Good deal. Good deal. <laughs> and uh, we'll, we'll catch you. And thanks for watching Test Plug. Thanks. I hope I didn't get too weird on you. <laughs> <laughs>